0: You have arrived at your destination. Hey guys, it's your resident cartoon junkie Brandon Jones here. I'm going to tell you how you can win tickets to the Devil's Attic, or at least Brian Kinnison from the Powerbomb the Podcast and the Altlist Radio will tell you how right now. Go check it out. Hey gang, Brian from Altlist Radio and Powerbomb the Podcast here. Just letting you know about some really cool things that the DNN has coming up in the month of October. We're teaming up with The Devil's Attic, a haunted house here in Louisville, Kentucky, to give away free passes throughout the month of October. All of your favorite podcasts here on The DNN will be doing special Halloween themed episodes. To enter yourself for a chance to win a pair of passes, all you have to do is share one of those episodes on one of your social media platforms, like Facebook or Twitter, and then tag the corresponding podcast in that post. It's that easy. So, from everyone here at The DNN, have a very safe and happy Halloween, and as always, um keep dnning or is that is that our thing guys is that what we do is that our just dnning is that it Hey everybody, welcome to the Animation Destination Podcast, an animation celebration podcast. I'm your host, resident cartoon junkie Brandon Jones, and I'm here alone today. Uh, This is going to be a new type of a thing I'm going to do today. Uh, It's going to be a little mini um, recommendation episode, I guess. Uh, It's going to be a pretty quick one. Uh, No news coverage today. We're going to wait for next week to do the news coverage, uh, because there's quite a bit out there to talk about, and I'd like to really get... Uh, some input from Mitch. Mitch is going uh, gonna to be on with me to, uh, next week, and he's going to have some good input for all the new stuff because we've got a new Dragon Ball Super trailer. We've got uh, the She-Ra Princess as a Power trailer. We've got uh, Fairy Tail returning, finally. We've got lots of good stuff uh, to talk about. The final teaser trailer and trailer for, uh, full trailer for, uh, Voltron, stuff like that, so, uh, but that'll be discussed next week. Uh, right now, I want to talk about, uh, a lovely little show that I don't think I would ever be able to get a full episode on. Uh, if I ever do have a reason or a way to get a full episode of this, uh, I would, you know, love to do that, but, um, you know, depends on who's, who's available to talk about it and how well it would, uh, go over talking about it and everything, but, uh, the show I'm talking about is on Netflix. Um, it is a 13 episode series so far. Uh, it's called Hilda. Hilda is the name of the show. And it's a, it's a British Canadian animated TV series, uh, based on the graphic novels by Luke Pearson. Uh, Luke Pearson has been doing these since about 2010. Um, and it's a, it's a fantasy based, uh, uh, a, a soft fantasy, I would say. Um, well, it's sort of a mix actually. So, What's interesting about this is it is sort of a mix because you have soft fantasy which is typically uh a normal world with uh fantasy elements kind of sprinkled in or like the protagonist kind of uh experiences fantasy elements uh but uh the real world doesn't really do that. Um and then there's the hard fantasy where everything is takes place in fantasy. It's a you know it's a big medieval Tolkien type romp, there are elves, there are dwarves, and they all just sort of live together and they uh the magic is a regular thing, et cetera, et cetera. And in this, it's sort of a mixture of both, uh, because the setting of this world is sort of um Magic is very much a thing that exists, and magical creatures are a thing that exists. Trolls, uh, uh, dog wisps or something like that, I forget what they're called. Giants, things like that are very well-known, and they do exist in this world, but people sort of just sort of isolate themselves away from it. Kind of like if, uh, in Princess Mononoke, if, uh, if Lady Eboshi's town sort of worked out, um, that's, that's, and, and modernized, that's how it would kind of be like, because troll, uh, uh the troll town uh, i think it's called troll uh, trollberg trollberg the uh the place where where they end up living is is a place that's in these like magical woods and everything but they sort of just are sort of aloof to the things in the outside like they know trolls exist they don't want to go near them they know these magical things all sort of exist but they just they 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 don't want to interact with them at all. So there's this giant wall that protects the, everybody inside this city. And it's a very modern day city. Everybody has cars. It's school, you know, people go to school like it was modern day school. It it's all a modern day sort of a thing like within a magical realm. And I think that was that 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 was a very new interesting way to to take it. But um uh it centers around Hilda. Uh Hilda is this little girl who is not afraid of any sort of magical beings. She kind of has a, a. Um, she she kind of goes by her own, uh, by her own rules in a lot of ways. Uh, she's very accepting and understanding of things. The first scene actually of the show is, is very much like she doesn't view things in the same way that everybody else does. Uh, trolls are looked at to be kind of like these monsters that you don't go near and you kind of see her viewing trolls in a little bit of a different light. She does see them as a danger because they are these big monsters that turn to stone, uh but you know, she kind of views them as obviously not a uh nothing but a menace kind of thing. So, uh it's it it's a it's a nice little characterization right from the get-go, but you also get the they her and her mother kind of live in a cabin that her grandfather built uh forever ago. So, they don't live within civilization. So, she sort of grew up uh, to this point, she's about an elementary she's about elementary schooler at this point. Uh, she grew up just kind of around all of the strange nature and everything, and she has a a pet deer fox called uh, named Twig, which is the most adorable design of a Pokemon I've ever seen in my life, and it really should be a Pokemon, uh, but uh, a deer fox is is really awesome and it's it's a great design actually it it looks great it's like a little fox with little deer hooves and antlers and uh it'll probably be on the the thumbnail of this video so uh go check that out and and actually go see the go see the show as well um but uh what's really great about the show is the 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 animation is gorgeous uh it is absolutely gorgeous animation and the character designs are pretty pretty spot on to what the um the original uh uh trade paperbacks are and graphic novels are um it's it's a little it's a little more cutesified like uh her nose is a little more rounded in this but other than that everything sort of looks exactly the same that luke pearson made in the uh the original series. He's also uh, Luke Pearson is also an executive producer of the show. So it's it, it seems to be from the titles of the chapters and everything. It seems to be very very uh, close to how the the comic is. I haven't read the comic at all. I'm probably going to pick up volumes pretty soon. I, I I know it's for kids, but I don't care. I, I like the art a lot, and I really want to read how this uh, how this tracks out in um, in a. Uh, uh, you know, paperback form and how it would translate panel to panel. Um, but, uh, it's, it's a great show. I, I, uh, the, the, the characterization, the voice acting, the animation is all top notch stuff. And really, uh, you can tell like all of the, all of the, the love that went into this thing. Uh, Luke Pearson, Stephanie Simpson, uh, uh, are the two main executive producers, um, and it it really it really shows a lot of of great uh of, of great uh, uh love and care into everything that's going around of everything going into it. Uh, Silvergate Media is uh, the production company, I believe. They uh, they they're, they're big on uh, children's entertainment. Uh, they had they had bought the rights to Octonauts recently. Uh, the world of Beat- Beatrix Potter. A lot of educational type programs, which is interesting. Um, but uh, uh they produced Sunny Day for Nickelodeon, which started uh last year, I believe. Um, but you know, it, it stuff like this is uh, is is things like this is just pretty amazing. Like I I was actually shocked at how well this was animated. But what I do love is this the Canadian company that did it, uh, Mercury Filmworks. Uh, the canadian company that animated it they've they've been doing good animation for a little while here um i i've they have they, they, been doing it for a lot for the for younger audiences in a lot of ways but they're the ones that did uh pen zero part-time hero which is another uh uh offshoot of a cartoon that i absolutely thought, that i think was great uh, as a two season it was a two-season show that ran from 2014 to 2017, so it had this long period of delay. But Pen Zero is a really good show with really striking animation. It's very unique, and you've probably seen that form of animation with Tangled the series. It's very similar to that. Tangled the series is extremely similar to how Pen Zero was animated, but it's uh, it's sort of like a, like a painting come to life in a lot of ways, uh, which really matches Tangled very well because of the, you know, uh, Rapunzel loves to paint things, uh, so it really works with that, uh, but as of right now, they're, they did Hilda, they did the Three Caballeros cartoon, which is a weird little, um, like, limboed cartoon from Disney that, uh, it's, it's it's a little bit weird, they also do Star vs. the Force of Evil, which those are some of my best listened to episodes, so uh, clearly people listening to this know who uh, Star uh, who, uh, Star vs. the Force of Evil is, um, but they do that, they, they did, uh, Jake and the Neverland Pirates, which is a, which a, was a long-running, uh, cartoon series on Disney Junior, on Disney Junior, uh, but yeah, they've been doing stuff for a long time, oh, wow, they did the, oh, they did all the old stuff, the 16 and the, uh, um, uh, what is it, it was that terrible surfing show that they did, uh, uh grossology those sorts of th- class of the titans oh wow okay they did class of the titans class of the titans is another uh, I, that was on my episode for hidden gems i believe for um shows that nobody really talks about that was a that was a great one uh but yeah this company does great work and this is their best work they've ever done um, it looks like it's a page of a comic book. It which is kind of a, a thing that's happening a lot nowadays. Um you have DuckTales kind of mimicking that, and you have Loud House mimicking that. DuckTales sort of mimics the the look and feel of the old comic books uh that you'd see uh, uh Scrooge McDuck's adventures on and then the Loud House is very much like a peanut show. Like it looks like a peanut show. This this looks very similar to that. Um it, it, it has a it has beautiful backgrounds. Uh, interesting designs. I actually like the designs of the birds. The birds don't really look like birds. They kind of have dog faces, uh, which is interesting. Um, but, uh, they do a great job of showing kind of terrifying things, but, like, not so intense and terrifying that it would be, you know, kind of awful for a kid to watch. But, uh, there's some scenes that kind of got to me a little bit. Like, it's just, so I can't imagine how they would affect a, a, a kid, um, but great characterization um i i love hilda and her mom they have a great mother daughter relationship uh hilda at first kind of seems like she's going to be like this this perfect protagonist type in a lot of ways um at the start uh you know like she's going to know everything all the right stuff to do and everybody else is wrong and uh that that becomes very clearly not the case almost straight off the bat um hilda is a very um, you know she 's a very she 's very uh she's she 's a very well put together kid uh, very thoughtful she 's a very thoughtful child um she's kind of always looking at things uh in a she 's always looking for a solution to things that uh rather than uh looking for confrontation that 's very clear up the front uh, uh, in the very first episode i don't want to spoil really any of the plots of these show- of these episodes just to let you know that it 's all about sort of this mystical world uh this soft this mix of soft and hard fantasy that hilda is just sort of experiencing um and uh living through but it becomes very clear that hilda is not one for confrontation or well she is for confrontation but she wants peaceful settlements about things she doesn't want things to go on and on you know um she'll be good about confronting the problem but she wants to find the solution first and foremost um, and even has to relent at the end of the first, the first confrontation, she even has to relent in a lot of ways. It's about her kind of living in the, the forest and she doesn't want to move to Trollberg. Um, it, it's sort of a spoiler, but you kind of know from the trailer or anything else that they eventually do end up moving to Trollberg. I'm not going to spoil why that happens or how that happens because it's a very interesting lesson. And I, I think it was, it was very well conducted because it, you kind of had this, she kind of found a solution and then that solution was kind of taken away. And, um, she sort of saw why, like in what way she could have been wrong in that situation. And they, and I I thought that was beautifully done. Like it it was, it was very interesting. It has to do with, uh, basically the, uh, the steps of giants and things like that. Um, you know, we, we know not what we do in a lot of ways. I thought that was brilliant the way they, they, they did that. So, um, that's a beautiful part of the show is that she's not always right she's she is she is a very um she's a very uh smart little girl she is uh right in a lot of ways, but the way she goes about things is probably wrong in certain terms um she's also very socially awkward towards people uh she's very quick to uh befriend and uh understand magical beings such as elves and uh not so much troll trolls are kind of they're they're sort of angry but uh you know elves things like that uh, uh her pet you know her pet deer fox you know she's very quick to understand those things giants she's very good with you know understanding even giants who wouldn't even you know look at people as much as you know step on them uh, you know she sees them as people as well so but when it comes to actual human beings and other people she's very awkward she doesn't really know how to make friends uh, and it sort of is a a journey of how she kind of overcomes that in a lot of ways so um it it really is just a a, a lovely show um with great lessons uh another thing i like about it is that it's also it's episodic while also being uh you know chronological uh, having a, a story arc along the way um the way they do that is they sort of end one episode leading into the next which is interesting. You have one episode which will be literally just this thing about this, but that episode will end with a lead into the what's going to be next the next uh, uh episode, which I thought was really cool. Um Uh, So it's not, so it's not, like, too much of a plot, it's not too much plot-oriented for, like, a young kid to understand, because, like, the very last thing you see on the last episode is what's leading into the next episode. Um, You know, like, one of the kids is holding onto this rock, and that rock becomes kind of important to the next episode, and it's very, and they make it very clear that that's what's going on for, you know, the next, uh, for the next chapter. They title them in chapters in this. Um, Great episodes. Uh, Some of the... Um, the, the Tide Mouse is a very interesting episode. That's one where, uh, um, uh, Hilda kind of takes a, takes a further chance on a solution and ends up endangering some people that she cares about. Uh, that, that's a really good one because she kind of has to learn a hard lesson from that. Also, the Tide Mouse is a really cool, kind of lore that you get from this uh I've never heard of a tide mouse if that's actually a real thing um but it's a it's a very cool little like legend that they Either they invented, or I have to look that up to see if a tide mouse is a real um, is a real legend or a thing that they made up themselves. A real legend—that's an oxymoron—but uh, a real legend or something they made themselves. If you haven't watched Hilda at all, um, it's not for like it's not like the it's not like a, a super thing for adults. I watch it because I watch cartoons. That's just what I am. You know, I'm the cartoon junkie. Of course, I'm going to watch it. Uh, it's very catered towards kids, but it's absolutely uh, watchable by adults by every standard uh, the the dialogue is very uh, is is very well put together the voice acting is fantastic, uh, with kid voice actors too, which is hard to do in a lot of ways. Loud House pulls it off, uh, very well, and so does this. It's the, the two best shows out there right now for children, family-oriented cartoons, is Loud House and Hilda. Hilda is right up there with it, and I praise Loud House on this show all the time, so I'll be praising Hilda all the time. This is, like, the standard everyone should go for, for, uh elementary kid oriented family oriented entertainment um it's because the what i always love to say about a show is like it, as long as it's not brainless as long as it's not teletubbies as long as it's not barney things have evolved past that point i feel like um, because Sesame Street used to be a little bit smarter than it was They really dumbed down Sesame Street in a lot of ways And I've, I've noticed that Like it used to be kind of teaching Like I remember when I was a kid Like Sesame Street would teach you math They would teach you like, like multiplication tables And nowadays Sesame Street is like shapes It's very, very early developmental stuff um, And that's fine I'm not saying that's a bad thing uh but they they've really like taken it down to a to a very developmental level. Um and those shows I think can be fine um but again Teletubbies is like I it's really for small developmental minds. It's it's just like colors up on a screen for them to stare at. I don't think it's for this sort of thing. This is for younger elementary school people uh uh, uh kids. Um, I think it's a great show for little girls. Uh, I know for a fact that Stephen Barnes, his daughter, absolutely loves this show, and he didn't even introduce it to her. I think she found it on Netflix herself, uh, and just, cause from the thumbnail, like, just the art style of this looks fantastic. You'll see from the thumbnail of this, uh, of this podcast, like, the art style of this looks fantastic, and the animation is so fluid and so lovely and so wonderfully done, the music as well is, is really, is very enchanting and, uh, sort of, uh, casts you into a, into a, into a good mood just to watch this thing. Like, that's the thing that's interesting is that you really do just get in a good mood watching this. Like, I'll watch it again probably, uh, after, after a couple more weeks, I'll probably just throw the thing on again and just watch it in the background. Um, because it's really, um, it, it, it's nice to watch. It's it's very comforting. It's a very comforting show. Um, I can't sing the praises of this thing enough, and and the animation on it. I think it's gorgeous. Go check out a trailer if you don't want to watch it immediately. But uh, I, I say just watch this show. Uh, maybe even buy the graphic novels. I, I'd like to see you know some some of the because I think they're available on Amazon. I looked them up. I'm probably gonna pick up a few myself. Um, if not the whole series, there is one that's very expensive. I, d- I, think it was the pilot one that was put out, uh, called Hilda, it was, I think it was called Hilda Folk, uh, was the original one and it's selling right now for like 38 to $64 on Amazon, which is crazy because I think it was a pilot one before it actually had the, the full series itself. So it's going for a lot of money right now on Amazon, but uh, I don't know if I'll be buying that one, but I'll definitely be buying the, the main volumes because they're more uh, reasonably priced around a, a graphic novel price. So uh, I'll definitely be picking those up and, uh, and reading through those because I feel like it's going to be the same from the titles. It seems like it's going to be the same type of stories you're getting here, but I think it'd be interesting to see like what, what they adapted, what changed, um, you know, how that uh, translated from panel to, to, to animation cell. I think it'll be interesting to watch. Um, But yeah, people seem to be really praising this show. Um, It debuted back uh, last month on September 21st, and that was kind of the first time I watched it. I just sort of, I I just found it. I just found it on the, on the, my recommended on Netflix, because obviously any cartoon that gets put up there, I get recommended, because I always watch them. Even the terrible Barbie cartoons, they'll, they'll get recommended to me. I don't necessarily watch those. When I talk about brainless entertainment, I kinda mean those. Um, uh the world premiere of the first two episodes uh was at New York International Children's Film Festival, uh in February, uh back in February. Um and it has been renewed for a second season already, which is great. So uh this 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 month they renewed it for a second season. Apparently it's doing very well on Netflix. Uh this is this is easily the best show you can sit down with your child. Of about elementary school age and enjoy something. I think it really is. Um, this is a great show for little girls, little boys, little girls especially though. I think they'll really love this a lot in a lot of ways because it's 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 catered towards that mentality a lot more. It's very calm. It's very you know there's not a, there's 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 you know there's uh, I'd say action beats to this in a lot of ways. It's more kind of running or like a, a tension kind of thing. They have to get to a certain point, um, but. It, it it's it's a very calm type of show it it's 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 a good it's a good set of role model for for little girls of how to behave and and things like that and it, it it doesn't hammer that stuff over your head it's very much like within the context of the story and this character learning those lessons very organically in a lot of ways and i i can't recommend this show enough to anyone out there uh listening go watch uh hilda on netflix go watch it um, go check out the second season. Go on Amazon. Buy Luke Pearson's, uh, graphic novels. I'm sure your kids would love to, to read through those if they love reading comic books. Um, you know, they're not very expensive. They're on Amazon. They're about, I've seen some from, for, ranging from 14 to $15. So, uh, not super expensive, especially for a graphic novel. Go check them out on Amazon. Support this guy's work. I think this stuff is fabulous. I, I absolutely adore this show, and this is a straight, full-on recommend from animation destination uh, stamp of approval there you go Uh, i don't know this is a new format i don't know if i'm going to call this uh, a new type of show but it's a little full-on mini recommendation episode where all i do is sing the praises of one particular show that no one not no one's talking about but like uh no one's talked about as of yet Uh, i love to shine spotlight on things that people maybe haven't heard of And, you know, the advertisement for Netflix is sort of, uh, it's sort of generated towards anybody who's paying attention to Netflix, but outside of that, there's not a whole lot of advertisement for things happening in Netflix, unless it's one of those cross-platform type of, uh, situations like Stranger Things. Stranger Things is huge, obviously, so of course they're gonna talk about that, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, so... Definitely check out Hilda. Uh, That is my full recommendation. Uh, Support this work. Support Luke Pearson's work. I want to see more from this guy. I want to see more from Mercury Studios uh, for sure because I love how they animate things. Mercury Filmworks, sorry. Mercury Filmworks. I should do... When I start doing uh, studio episodes, which is definitely a thing that I want to do, Mercury Filmworks is definitely on my list of things to uh, talk about because they really do take that the new form of animation, the digital form of animation, and they, they've been spinning that for a long time, um, in a lot of ways, the puppetry type of animation, the, the digital puppetry, which is, um, you know, a, a, a format that's, uh, very, um, uh, you'll notice it when you see it, basically, but they also do frame by frame very, extremely well, uh, which is what this is, this is frame by frame animation, uh, with just smooth, wonderful, uh, uh, work, and I I absolutely love it, so go check out Hilda for sure. Uh, Thank you for joining me on this little tiny episode of the Animation Destination podcast. Uh, I hope you appreciate it. Uh, Next week, um, we'll be talking My Hero Academia, uh, maybe a little bit of the movie, maybe a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit of the movie. I'm not sure if Mitch has seen the movie yet, um, but we'll definitely be talking about the finale of season three and all that stuff entails. We've covered season three, uh the first two arcs of it already, so it'll be good to cover the final arc um and all the all the juicy stuff coming up next uh next uh season. So hopefully I'll get some other people on there. For some reason all my My Hero Academia people were just not able to talk about it in the in a timely manner this uh this this season. So uh, hopefully, we'll get back to track on that. and uh, But yeah, it was, uh, it, it'll was it be a great episode, so come check us out next week. Uh, and the coming weeks, I'm going to have a Halloween episode coming up the week of Halloween. That's definitely happening, and that will be on Disney Villains. I'm not entirely certain what it's going to be centered around. It might be my top ten. It might be something a little bit different, but we'll definitely be talking. For the next few weeks, we'll be talking Disney Villains and their importance. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening. D-N-N.